Welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that eat at your faith. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host of Crossroads Farm. Hello, and you're listening to another episode of the Homegrown Remix Podcast of Crossroads Farm. We are so excited to be continuing our Red Letter series, um, and we're going to go ahead and introduce ourselves. I'm the host, Brady Van Dyke. I'm a lead team coach, and I've been volunteering for four years. Uh, I'm Tane Harris. I go to Reading High School. I'm in 11th grade. And, uh... I'm Colton Weiler, and I am a senior at Reading High School who is also on a lead team crew here at Crossroads. I am Sierra, and I'm a senior at Litchfield High School. I'm Emmy Ambrose. I'm a senior at Freedom Christian School, and I'm also on the lead team crew. All right, awesome. So what did Jack talk about tonight? He just talked about uh, Jesus uh, and his two simple words of follow me and how that should uh, affect our lives. Right, so we were talking about following a lot tonight, and everyone is following someone or something, right? What are you following? Personally, myself, I'm pretty. I'm pretty big on sports. Uh, big Michigan State fan. Um, okay. Also, a fan of the Green Bay Packers. Oof. Um, yeah, that's a hot topic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a lot, a lot of sports teams and uh, just different athletes for me personally. I tend to follow a lot of social media drama because I find it very interesting. Like the Kardashians? Oh, yes, the Kardashians. <laughs> what do we feel about Kanye? Do we like the new Kanye or the old Kanye? No, we don't like Kanye. <laughs> I've never liked Kanye, though. <laughs> I'm big on following music and like artists and new releases and stuff. <laughs> um, I just like follow Morgan Wallen because uh, I like his music. So everyone is following someone or something, right? What does it mean to be, like, what makes, what is the action of following? Like, is it just clicking that follow button on social media for Emmy? Is it just following, like, the schedule and score sheets from your sports? What makes you a follower? What makes you, like, more of a follower versus less of a follower? I think it's it's different for all, like, the different, I guess, ways of following there are nowadays so like in some cases yeah following is just clicking a button or if you follow like a music artist then it's being a super fan of that artist and like constantly listening to their music um like all those taylor swift girls like wait till midnight right yeah staying up till midnight like oh i can't wait for the new album to release um but for a person i feel like it's more kind of trying to model your life Mm. after what they're Mm -hmm. doing so it's good I mean, some people like to follow different people in high school and they like want to wear their clothes that they wear, mm-hmm. talk and do what they do. I feel like the more action you put into following someone, the more you follow them. So the more you actively like invest in them, the more you follow them. So there's like a time element of it. There's like a um, emulating mm-hmm. element of it. Yeah, that's really good. Given the examples you guys gave, sports or social media drama or TikTok or whatever, why do you guys follow what you follow? I think, I think there's just a lot of outside influence. So it's I think it's gonna be different for person to person, just like how they grew up. Like for me, with like sports, 
um, growing up, like my family likes Michigan State, so that's that's why I like Michigan State. And then I had like a friend who likes the Packers, so I like the Packers. So I think all of our interests are kind of at least sparked, and the interest is kind of sparked by by some outside influence. I genuinely just find it very entertaining, like and interesting to me. Not necessarily I want to emulate their lives because <laughs> they're not great, but. <laughs> I just find it very interesting the ways other people live their lives. Um, normally it's just, if I can relate to it, that's normally how I follow something. So again, everyone is following someone or something, right? So then that begs the question, who's following you? Um, I'd say I'm the captain of my volleyball team, so I feel like in a Go lot off. of ways <laughs> um, my team is following me and my attitude towards the game and the way I'm carrying myself definitely, <laughs> what's the word I'm thinking of, definitely makes them act differently. So if I'm like having a bad attitude and I'm down on myself, then everybody else is. But if I'm trying to be encouraging and uplifting, then it seems like the team all like comes together and is like, yeah, we can do it. <laughs> For me, I have a lot of siblings, so I feel like they like to look up to me and follow in my steps of what I do and how I'm doing things. So I like to be, you know, good example to them and stuff. So, um, personally, I, I don't, I don't know if I have like, like who's actually following me. I know like I have obviously peers, and so whether they <laughs> like me, dislike me, whatever. There's, I mean, I'm I have like some sort of influence. Um, but I always like to think just like a lot of like younger kids. Cause I feel like there's so many more people like following you than you actually realize. And that actually looked up to you. Like when you think back to when you were a little kid and you see these, all these big kids and you're like, Oh, I want to be just like them. So I feel like I'm definitely an influence on like a lot of people that I have no idea. Right. And that's so true. Like remember when you were in elementary school and you're like, Oh my gosh, the high schoolers. I feel like they were so much taller than right. they are now. And now you're them. <laughs> you are the people that elementary schoolers look up to. So that's kind of cool. Well, I have a bunch of little siblings, so mm. they probably look up to me all the time. I'm really, sure. To see how I'm doing and see how I'm, like, try to get an idea of how they should probably live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Emmy had mentioned, kind of brought it up earlier, like she follows some things that aren't necessarily like, I don't know, good people worth following or like emulating per se. What makes a person worth following? For a, for a person, I think it's it's how they act. And so if there's somebody that that lives their life in a way that, that I see and I want to model that and do that, then that uh, to me, that's what makes them worth following. And I know, I mean, different people have different values, so maybe somebody that I think is worth following isn't, somebody else doesn't think that they're worth following just because we have different values. Um, it has to do with kind of how they deal with things, too, like how they act upon something, how they, like, treat others, so... So what do you see that you like or dislike? So if they, like, get along with you nicely, then... Yeah, that's awesome. Like, you want to hang out with them all the time. But if they're just, like, always, like, putting you down, like, showing, like, they basically, like, hate you, then you're not going to want to follow them. So a lot of times we don't like to follow people, like, alone. So we're often, we will often, like, bring people in to that with us. So who would you bring with you if you had found someone worth following? 
definitely my best friend. Whenever I see someone that I'm like, ooh, I like that person, I'll be like, you should look them up or something like that. <laughs> I feel like my sister because we do a lot of things together, so if I'm ever scared to do something, I, I always pick her to come with me. Yeah, I would, I would probably say either either my brother or my close friends just because, I mean, when I, if I find somebody that I think is worth following, then it's one of those things that I like don't want to just like keep myself. Like I want other people, I want to share that so that they can see that too. Um, so I definitely try and, and bring my friends along uh, to see that and experience that with me. So in the passage that Jack talked about, um, one of the disciples started following Jesus because of really a, a word of knowledge where Jesus was like, I saw you under the fig tree. And he's like, oh my goodness, like, how did you know? Therefore, you must be worth following. Like, what would make Jesus worth following for you guys? Like, what would have to happen? What would you need to see to prove that Jesus is worth following? For me, I'd have to see someone's life change that's close to me in order to, um, to realize, like, how his love impacts us and stuff because like i if i see someone that i love go through something like like i want to be a part of that um so just i mean going off of my criteria for deciding if someone's worth following just i mean reading the bible and seeing how jesus lived his life and how caring and compassionate he was um just the fact that he'd he'd lay his life down for all of us i think is something that's absolutely I mean, it's one of a kind. It's super admirable. Um, and so I can look at that and say, like, I, I want to be somebody like that uh, and live my own life after him. Personally, um, something that I saw that proved that Jesus was worth following was that his um, presence in my own personal life like if I pray about something and he actually comes, brings that prayer to life, it's just very eye-opening. Like, man, he is real and he is really looking out for us all. I feel for me, it's like if you have a problem or anything and you ask, you know, ask him pray about it and ask him to heal you and that actually happens. Or if you see other people going through pain, and you've had other people pray for them and you just feel that presence, you feel it come over you or you see someone else going through that and experience that, you know, healing. It's, I don't know, it's breathtaking and really amazing. So if you're talking to a friend who doesn't follow Jesus and they asked you, what does following Jesus look like? What would you say? Because it's often not as picture perfect as we think it is, you know what I mean? It's not just a verse in your Instagram bio and a cross necklace or, you know I mean? I think um, following Jesus is actively pursuing him and not just like living your life like you normally would. Um, reading your Bible and praying and living your life the way you should live your life, that way God wants you to live, um, that activeness in pursuing him. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think a lot of people look at at Christians or people that follow Jesus as like these rule followers, and that uh, they kind of think that we view ourselves as like really high up and better than everyone else because we we don't do anything wrong, which that isn't the case. Um, we mess up all the time. That's why we recognize our need for Jesus in our lives. But following Him isn't just like following the rules. I think it's just trying to to mold our lives to look like Him, um, knowing 
that we're not going to be perfect at it. Um, but we know that he's already paid the price for our sins. Um, and just so for me, it's just, just kind of that always trying to be, I mean, just a little bit better every day and just model my life to look like his. So a lot of time, a lot of times following Jesus is going to cost us something, right? Um, and you have to leave something behind. What are some things you've had to leave behind in following Christ? For me, sometimes it's um, people that are not very a good influence or like, you know, people that I follow on, you know, social media or anything that I see. Um, mostly just, you know, friends, people that it's been really hard to, you know, leave behind because I get that feeling. I mean, it's not a very good influence. So. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, definitely there are going to be some people who don't agree with following Jesus. So you're going to kind of lose um, a relationship with them sometimes. Um, but also when you're trying to model your life after Jesus, it means saying parting ways with, with some things that maybe your friends do that that isn't necessarily right. Um, so it's just, just missing out on those things um, because you know that, that if that's not like what Jesus would do. So that's like not what we're called to do. Okay, so kind of a final thought, but what is something that you and I can do this week to be better followers of Jesus? So I would, I mean, I would say, I mean, it's kind of been a repeating theme for me, but like live, live your like how, live your life how he would. Um, so maybe, I mean, that means t talking to to one of your friends about Jesus that doesn't know him, or maybe just being there for somebody who doesn't feel like they have anyone there for them. Um, and if you don't really know what, how Jesus would live his life, then you can go and, and read the Bible, specifically the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and, and find that out for yourselves and then be able to apply that to your life. Yeah, pretty much what Colton said, um, living like Jesus and praying and trying to get to know him better so you can live like him better. I feel like... Um, sharing Jesus with my friends, you know, just kind of telling them about him and, you know, even if, you know, they don't seem very interested, just, just kind of show him, you know, the thrill and, you know, love that we experience. Uh, I feel like if you go to someone that's like struggling in their life mm -hmm. and you really like help them like feel better as, feel better and like you teach them about Jesus and how all the things that he's been through, like he overcame eventually in the end. So I think that would be able to help. Well, this has been such a good conversation, and I cannot wait to explore more of Jesus' red letters in a couple of weeks. But I think next week we have something special going on around the farm, and that is... Murder mystery. Hey. So what is the murder mystery, and why should people come? Murder mystery is um, an event outreach event that Crossroads does and you pretty much go on a corn maze and go to all these sites and try to figure out who done it but also they share the gospel and it's just a huge impact on a lot of people and is there live music yes amazing yeah it's definitely going to be I mean it's something I'm super excited for and have been a part of in the past but it's just a really cool event um to Invite your friends that maybe wouldn't normally come because it's not just an average Sunday night. There's so much more. Not that Sunday nights here aren't great, but it's just that times 10. It's really brought to another level. So like like we've said, there's the, the live band and the music and the, 
the awesome corn maze and it's just really awesome to get to experience that with friends um and then we we like that can uh draw people in and then we get that presentation of the gospel that can really um it's a life-changing night for sure do you guys have any fun or interesting special stories from murder mysteries in the past one time i hit my head on the bus oh yeah i was walking out of it and i just there just always seems to be a site with gross food, and mm-hmm. so oh, that's yeah. just that's just memories every year. Mm-hmm. Or having to squish in a small car with nine people. That's that was interesting. That's so fun. So when is the murder mystery, and what does it take to go? October twenty first and twenty second, and is eight dollars to get in. Yeah, and so October twenty first is going to be for. Um, I'm middle schoolers, so 6th through 8th grade, October 21st, 6.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m., and then high schoolers the following night, October 22nd, uh, from 6.30 to 10 p.m., and like Amy said, it is $8. Fantastic. Well, I will see all of you guys there, and we hope to see our listeners there as well. But until then, we are signing off from another episode of the Homegrown Remix Podcast. Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious Rich Roast Coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org. And contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI. Also on Insta and Twitter.